everybody, and welcome to the finale, episode 34 of That Was a Hoot, a Rocco's Modern Life recap watch series. Man, <laughs> professional after all these years, you want to start that all over? these episodes. <laughs> no, <laughs> weaving in it on this note. All right, fair enough. I'm glad you wore the tuxedo. Yeah, I'm the, glad you wore you the opted, bun. You opted to not wear the the necktie, and you have a little bit of schmeat showing. Yeah, and I I appreciate it. I only have five chest hairs, and they're all out. All five. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've got a, a special episode for everyone today because, as most everyone knows, because I feel like everyone is special. That's true. Good point. Uh, <laughs> Even the numbered ones from years ago. We uh, has it we, been years. We how uh, long has it been since we had a number? Last year. Has it only been in one year? Yeah, probably. Wow. I think. What a journey. I don't know. <laughs> um, so the uh, we obviously have to cover Static Cling. That is the the main. We don't have to. We can end the episode now. That is the uh, <laughs> the the main kind of uh, focus of the, today's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, we also have some fun facts we want to go over that oh. we didn't. I don't know if you recall, but at the beginning of the show, episode one. I recall little we we started we kind of talked about some facts some origin story for Rocco yeah uh but there's some things that weren't really origin story that uh are some factoids that we've got so we've got those to talk about uh we're gonna cover those first we obviously have static cling and then we're gonna go over the video game history of Rocco including a very uh in-depth kind of deep dive uh the deepest dive you can on a on a a super nintendo game so not that super deep on uh the super deep (laughs) on spunky's dangerous day uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into all that today. A little bit of an extra long it's episode. Like a, like a this is like the blending of two worlds. It is. This is like a meat ea verse. It is version a, of of Rocco. Rocco's modern media. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, <laughs> so let's start with some fun facts. Fact number one. Oh, Heifer's first appearance is an ID commercial for MTV in 1989, four years before the show's premiere. What's an ID commercial? Um, identification. Okay, I I don't know actually. I don't know. The only channel that's an ID channel that I know is the actual ID. And it so didn't that's investigation that discovery. Which I'm yeah. I'm assuming it was some sort of like like a, a just an MTV commercial. Okay. Uh, in it, Heifer is seen flying out of a television with the MTV logo branded on his butt. I do recall seeing an image of this at some point in time. Um, so this predates any other any other Rocco. So it's just like one of the animators or well i'm assuming it's a joe murray creation that's like so joe murray i guess assuming he worked for mtv at one point in well, time mtv and nickelodeon are the same parent company okay um that's all paramount and was even at that point in time mm-hmm. uh so so that would make sense that he's employed in that umbrella of things i guess um so yeah that that's fact number one wow uh, fact number two, this one, I just noticed a connection and went with it. So Virginia Woolf is, I knew that name and I was like, oh, that's a name I know. It's not just Heifer's yeah, mom. Right. Is an author. Uh, and uh, they had the same exact name except for just spelt different. So Adeline Virginia Woolf uh, was an English writer considered one of the most important modernists of the 20th century author's and pioneer in a pioneer in the use of stream of consciousness as a narrative device. Notable works are Mrs. Dalloway, mm. To the Lighthouse, Orlando, A Room of One's Own, and The Waves. These were all like 1920s, 1930s books. I've never heard of any of them. I read The Waves at least once a year. Do you- <laughs> But uh, that's my go to. <laughs> that was just like, I was like, I know that there's a Virginia Wolf and it's dumb that I it... felt like the name Virginia Wolf came from somebody that was like an actress back in the day as well. Is that not? I don't think real? so. Maybe I, I was just uh, maybe it's a Mandala thing. Maybe, maybe there's another. Maybe Virginia I slipped into somebody. The, another another universe. Could, type of like whatever it could be metaverse. There's too many metaverses these yes. days. <laughs> Uh, some of this information is uh, came from there's a, a book about like Nicktoons and stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't cite it because I can't remember what it is, but go to the Wikipedia page for Rocco's Modern Life and you'll find I it. I thought you were going to say some of this information came from a website called Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, Rocco is 20 at the start of the TV series. Wow. Uh, which we kind of knew like we we were kind of guessing age throughout and kind of landed in early 20s. So 
that would make sense. Or... So he was the the one episode, or not one episode, was it the comic or the episode? Whenever he's talking about coming over whenever he was a kid or something like that. Remember, he was a kid and he came over and visited with his grandmother or something like that. that I think we made that story up. We did? I think so. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I, I think... How old was he then? <laughs> I don't know. In our made up story. <laughs> I don't know because <laughs> we had a theory that he... Was born in Australia. Yeah. Well, I mean, that I think that's true fact. Good day. Uh, he's an Australian. And that he would come over during the summers and visit his grandma. And that's why he has his friendships with Filbert and Heifer right. throughout his childhood. So many inconsistencies with this. Because we, we have seen different iterations of the show and the comics. Yeah. From where, you know, certain characters like Heifer or Filbert are knowing one another whenever they're younger yes. or whatever. Or they first meet in but high then, school. Yeah. Or but then like... and then like all of a sudden it comes to like, oh well he's you know, that that should if it was in high school, it should have only been like four or five years ago right. at this point kind yeah. of a thing. And then But then we then, see him playing in the sandbox. Yeah. Like, and then you also see him like, oh, he just meets him at kind of a lot of comics <laughs> right. and he's the guy that's behind the counter showing yes. him like yeah. turn your page, wash your hands kind of yeah. a thing. And you're just like what what how do we know that they know each other whenever I don't know, so exactly weird. uh we stated this one on episode one but just to reiterate Rocco's first name was originally Travis mm -hmm. in the unreleased comic and was yellow originally Travis the wallaby yes uh Joe Murray matched certain personality traits to animals within the uh Rocco's modern life universe one being Rocco based specifically on the rock wallaby uh that Joe Mar Joe Murray saw in the Bay Area Zoo uh, which I believe even the, even the hands thing was like the, the fingers touching <laughs> was kind of a, because of like the a wallaby. Like yeah. Like there. they would touch uh, and looked very timid. And that was kind of where he got the idea for rock. How long do they have? Like as a, I almost said shelf life. Like what's the what's shelf, a life what's of a a, what's a shelf life of a rock wallaby? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to not, I'm going to say, I'm gonna say gonna it's not alive anymore. 15 years. You think it's like a, like a dog perhaps. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. You're right. Fifteen years, fifteen years in captivity and in the wild, roughly about the same. The time. wallaby mm -hmm. is wow. Look at me. Uh, that was a big guess. The big heads are a representation of the invasive cane toad of Australia. So the fact that the cane toad, cane toad. <laughs> uh, so it, uh, so it makes sense that he would have put them as the neighbors that are annoying Rocco, or Rocco's annoying them mm -hmm. because they were they would have been enemies in the wild. True. Um, and Although then you think the cane toad is invasive that really out of the relationship, I feel like Rocco is the one that's a little bit more invasive on the big that's heads true. Good point. and his friends. <laughs> but like, is Rocco invasive or the big heads I just stodgy? I feel like the big heads are just assholes for the most part. They just and yeah. Rocco honestly isn't the one that like goes over there to try and bug them. No, he's always super nice. Like, yeah, always. Yeah. And usually it's one of Rocco's friends or Spunky that or, is getting into something perhaps, that pulls yes. him into the trouble. Right. Rocco would not. It isn't yeah. like the instigator kind yeah. of guy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then Bev Bighead's voice is based on Harvey Firestein's, uh, which we could have all guessed, but that's on purpose. You know who Harvey Firestein is? No. Uh, he's um, the birdcage. Oh. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the bird the movie? Cage, Robin Williams. Yeah. Harvey Firestein. Oh, OK. Is the other guy. I get it. Been on a hundred other things, but the bird cage is where I go to every that's time. All that's, that's all. You got there. And that's what, I got there. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that movie. <laughs> but uh, he's in uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, with and then, Robin Williams. With Also with Robin Williams. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> uh, the uh, and the, the biggest. So this is the biggest fact is that we we kind of have talked about throughout the seasons Rocco having images of a sibling. And so there is a story behind Rocco's sis, uh, sibling, which is a sister he has. Originally, we have Maggie, uh, which is, or Magdalene, is Rocco's older sister. And she actually has two children, a boy and a girl. And from early on in uh, the concept of Rocco's modern life, Maggie was a character and was going to be part of the whole thing. Her family would, would be in O-Town. Uh, he there would be all these storylines, one specifically being about Maggie suffering from narcolepsy. And though uh, that was all in Murray's plan, Nickelodeon execs actually kicked that idea out and said that that would be a little odd 
for them to deal with a narcolepsy episode, which I think is weird considering where they've went past that. There, yeah, there's so many other things in the series that are just kind of like, yes. really, a like little touchy kick- and like adult centric yeah. and stuff like that for them to not just be like. Oh, she just falls asleep randomly. Yeah, right. It seems like it would be an easy one. Yeah. Um, but and throughout, you know, Joe had said that he was looking for a positive female role model to have in here. Yeah. And uh, and when the execs finally turned around and they were like, hey, let's let's do something with this character. But she can't do this. He was like, no, nah, I'm good. We're not if you're not having my vision and it wasn't good enough for you at the beginning. We're just not doing it. So he right. they at some point wanted maggie to be a a character within the show and he was like i don't i don't agree with this but i mean i think we've talked about the history of joe murray and his kind of sordid past with nick execs and and his personal life and and everything he was going through so at some point he just was like whatever but we do see twice that we we get to see the image of a younger sister which is intended to be maggie just younger instead of an older sister uh we see her in the family photo in trash of madness and we see her when Rocco is telling his family goodbye on Wimp on the Barbie when there's the the kind of flashback um, and he's heading on a plane to America. And that's yeah. that was and like briefly like kisses her when yes. it's like going really fast by. Yeah. And uh, and that is where we also see another origin story of when he comes to America. Yeah. Is when he's being bullied by uh, what's his face and mm-hmm. and he comes over. So um there's there's all kinds of things but that is those are the the fun facts i had everything i could i could dig up yeah good awesome that's all that matters well do you want to get into static cling i think we should the rocco special a netflix netflix original film netflix lindelman yes uh air date is august 9th 2019 i like that we have an air date for a a major motion picture uh what would you call it a major motion release date I don't know. This is this, this is a short day. film. So this is like forty five minutes, roughly. It's a special. And yeah, it's a special. So is that what we call like the special, uh, like a little special like this? This is the EP of movies. Does that make sense? Um, I would call it no. And we have like an LP has to be what thirty five minutes play. or yeah. longer yeah. to be classified but as like, an LP. Yeah, yeah. Then okay, I agree with that. Then thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like I was gonna need convincing of it. <laughs> I guess I was just like I don't know. I'm just trying to think of a term for to describe to the people what a special is. Yeah, <laughs> dude. There's a whole generation of Zeds, Generation yeah. Zs that have never seen a special. I doubt that because specials come out all the time. There was a Guardians of the Galaxy special that came out two months ago. You think they're watching that? Yes. No. <laughs> two months ago the christmas special yeah that was two months ago yeah it's february oh my god <laughs> i don't like it <laughs> anyway what about static cling tell me about it how about we start in space 20 years ago where we see rocco's house on a rocket being shot into space uh, we see a scroll that says uh we last left our heroes rocco heifer and filbert they had accidentally blasted themselves into the farthest reaches of space, stranded with no cable TV and no clean undergarments. Filbert's children had been lost while been uh, had been lost while being dropped off at the pool. And then a rocket crashes into the scroll, and we get no more of that. Mm-mm. We could have seen what happened to Filbert's children, which I'm glad they addressed. I didn't remember that originally that they were there, but well, no, I remember from the episode mm-hmm. the, of the of the show. But then I didn't remember them explaining why they weren't there, you know, yeah. at the beginning of this, since that takes place right afterwards. So I'm glad they had some goofy little thing to like crash into that reasoning. We are then introduced to our narrator, who has a very feminine voice, but was actually really, really big man. He clears his throat <laughs> and he starts talking again. We are moved forward 20 years to modern day through his nipples of the future. Rocco, Heifer, and Filbert are all getting ready for a big event in the house flying through space. Rocco is showering up. Heifer is preparing the sofa snacks. That's all the snacks that have been dropped in the sofa. He puts them in a bowl. Uh, And Filbert is positioning the TV. Spunky's chasing the green slime ball around through the living room, and Rocco grabs the VHS of the fatheads for all of them to watch. 
the VHS, VHS tape, if you're uh, paying attention to it, is orange like all of the Nickelodeon tapes were at that time. Yeah. So I thought that was a nice touch. I love it. As they were watching the show for the 1,000th time, the tape starts to mess up and the VCR spits the tape out. Uh, then they pass Earth again and look out the window to remember life back on Earth. Heifer even refers to Chokey Chicken at one point in time in this. Uh, while Heifer is uh, standing at the window, Filbert notices there's a remote stuck into Heifer's butt, like it's spot welded in there kind of a thing. Uh, Heifer says that it's the remote to the rocket. Filbert says that they are uh, that there's a re-entry button on the remote, and after some arguing between Filbert and Heifer, Rocco yells for them to push the button, and they do. Upon re-entry, the rocket shakes O-Town and at one point causes a bowling ball to land on Ed Bighead's calculator, clearing out his calculations, though he doesn't pay attention and attaches it to his completed work anyway. Rocco's house bounces through the neighborhood, landing on his garage. His yard has become an overgrown, has become overgrown, and the house's foundation has become a compost bed where Captain Compost Heap is, and he's singing the recycle song. The house slides off the garage and onto its spot, squishing Captain Compost Heap. They look out the window, look out into the world, and Rocco says, I don't think we're in the 90s anymore. They zoom out to see O-Town has expanded. There's a conglomo-dome, a Buzzbucks, which is their version of Starbucks in this world, uh, and billboards all over. They run from Buzzbucks to Buzzbucks, drinking coffee after coffee, and then Heffert and Filbert tout their new O-Phones, in front of the O store. Uh, the O store also offers the O nose, which is a smell the future, uh, and the O watch, which looks like a little tool. No, it says look like a tool. Oh, look like it. a tool. So that is the yeah. that is the poster says. Gotcha. I was like, no, they didn't do that, did they? Yeah, they did. Uh, on the street, there's a truck giving out free Shlamo drinks, an energy drink that is radioactive and does mutate its consumers. It is actually radioactive. Mm -hmm. At kind of a lot of comics, there is just a 3D printer machine that prints your comics on demand. And there's a food truck that sells pizza tacos, wiener tacos, and even taco tacos. Then they go to watch a 3D movie that is real, a real dark take on Really, Really Big Man. It's the Batman v Superman version of Really, Really Big mm -hmm. Man. I think it would be really awesome to have a 3D printer that actually printed you physical comics. Just, on, just demand. on demand. Yeah. Maybe you're just like, I want issue blah, blah, blah of this. And then it just takes right. like five minutes and then you're done. I don't think you would ever probably want a 3D printer, but a printer that just does that, like a service like that would hmm. kind of be cool, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, especially for like, I mean, you could pay whatever premium it is and and, and mark it as a, a reprint, you know, and yeah. but to be able to just pay for that and say you know it's ten dollars for what was a 10 cent comic from 1954 but you can hold it in your hand and read it and everything yeah. that would be cool and then rocco gets flicked into a reboot of his own theme by the schlamo mutations uh he runs into his house afterwards and bev walks in we get the we get a uh the 21st century is a very dangerous century from rocco uh, Bev tells Rocco how the neighborhood hasn't been the same without him. Rocco decides to watch some TV and catch some of the new Fatheads episodes. Uh, as he's channel surfing, we get a Bun Master commercial, Ghost Cake, Fat Cats in Tiny Houses, and a show about bunnies living in a trailer park. Uh, Bev informs Rocco that the Fatheads have been off the air for years, and Rocco goes into shock. At the Conglomo building, Ed is dropping off his reports to Neenaman. And heading out to lunch. His report is for the $0 profit, though, and it sends the whole building into a panic. Ed drives off, not realizing what has happened, and singing a little song about how great his life has been since Rocco went to outer space. He passes by a few shops that we have to point out, of, of course. The Artisan Plungers, Overpriced Donuts, and Clown Bar. Oh, Clown Bar. Uh, when he gets home, there's a ring at the door, and it's Nosy from New Schnook uh, News asking him questions about his math mistake that has taken down Conglomo. She also informs him that he has been fired. On the scroll at the bottom of the screen, we can read that uh, really, really big man's nipples are now in the Nipple Hall of Fame. Uh, Captain Compost Heap has been flattened in a freak accident, and that the recycle song is number one on the charts. <laughs> as it should be. Uh, then the door swing, the door rings again, and it's Rocco, who Bev invited over for lunch. Ed is not happy about this. 
We then see in a flashback that Ralph at some point decided years ago to quit making the fatheads to find himself. Rocco then tries to convince Ed to try and find Ralph so that they can be more there can be more fatheads episodes. Ed, just recently losing his job, also thinks it would be a great idea so that the fatheads can make money for Conclamo and Ed can get his job back. So Ed and Rocco take off to pitch con- to Conglomo to bring back the fatheads when they hit the ghost of Grandpa Wolf, who is with Heifer, Filbert, and Hutch. Uh, Filbert updates Rocco on everything that has happened and uh, that he may have be, be going viral. Uh, Hutch says that they await- they're awaiting test results. Uh, at Conglomo, Mr. Dupet is throwing a tantrum because he has lost everything but his booger jar. Uh, Rocco proposes that the Fatheads reboot happens, which Dupet loves, but says that the people will make it, uh, that his people will make it for cheap instead of going to Ralph. It in walks the Chameleon Brothers, who are now animators, it appears. Hi, everybody. Ed is rehired, but Rocco tells Ed it will flop without Ralph and that he and his friends will go find Ralph while Ed stalls production. On his way out, Rocco is stopped by Nosy who asks him about saving O-Town. In the scroll at the bottom, we see that Schlamo is now under investigation for a toxic waste spill and is responsible for mutated badgers. Wow. Rocco, Heffer, and Filbert are getting ready for their trip when Rocco has to pull Spunky away from the computer where Spunky is watching a 10-hour mop video on O-Tube. Bev tells Rocco that she's gotten postcards from Ralph, but all from all around the world, uh, so they have a lot of ground to cover. Pepper <laughs> suggests that they use the rocket, but then uh, shoots it off without them in it. Uh, then they go on to find a drone dealer and get a three-seater drone. They travel the world looking for Ralph, and we see a few familiar faces, including the elves from the Christmas episode and the sad clown in an iron lung that we've only previously seen in a painting. It's the real-life version of him. But everyone says they haven't seen Ralph. As they are flying, they run out of battery on the drone and drop into the middle of the desert. Back at Conglomo, we see that the Chameleon Brothers have a team of programmer worms that they treat poorly working on the show. And then there is a fatal error on one of their screens, which is weird because we don't ever address the fatal error ever again whatsoever. As to what it would have been or what it is. Yeah, because it just like they they're working and then the fatal error pops up on one of the worm screens and then just like multiplies all over. And then they cut back to the next scene, and we never address the fatal error again. Seems fun. <laughs> Maybe there's because it's a play on worm. You know what I mean? Like a computer worm, like a virus type thing. Oh, you think? Maybe that's just what they were kind of doing, was just making a joke that way about it. I don't know. Could be. I don't know. Uh, so back in the desert, they see an ice cream truck and get offered uh, Fathead's ice cream by a very familiar voice. Rocco res- recognizes that it's Ralph immediately. Rocco pleads his case about how everything has changed so much and that he just needs the fatheads back to be back in his life. Uh, he does take no, he doesn't take no for an answer. He also explains that Ed is going to lose his job and the big heads will lose their house. If the fatheads don't come back, Ralph agrees to do it for his parents. And we find out that uh, he is no longer, that's no longer the name that he goes by. Her name is Rachel. And uh, we get the best responses from Rocco and his friends just totally accepting it all. It was just like, cool, awesome. And then they're like, okay, let's just keep going. Like it was just, it, they didn't make a big thing about it. I was, I was like, way to go. Yeah. Uh, they swap out the batteries in the drone for some cans of Schlamo and take the ice cream truck to Conglomo where the Chameleon Brothers are showing off their digitally animated versions of the Fatheads. Dupet says it stinks and pushes the worms out the window. Then Rocco and the gang show up to get the show started, but Ed is not happy about Rachel. They have a no-yes argument, essentially just Ed going no, and Rachel going yes, and Ed going no. <laughs> and, then, and then Ed finally goes, I have no daughter, and uh, then says uh, that there won't be a show, and he quits. So Rachel says that she's done and doesn't need this. She leaves in the ice cream truck to go sell more Freezy, freezy Pops. Uh, at the big heads, Bev tells Ed that she wishes that he was more open-minded. She's already picked out some shoes she thinks will be adorable for Rachel. Ed says that uh, with his job loss, house loss, and learning of Rachel that he's suffering from an extreme case of TMC, which is too much change. In front of the choky chicken, 
Yes, the Chokey Chicken. They brought it back for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they now offer organic, non-GMO, free-range, and vegan options. Heifer and Filbert tell Rocco there is all kinds of new entertainment he can enjoy without the fatheads. On the other side of town, Rachel is driving down the road where she has a, when she has a memory of her dad and pulls into the Cheapo Mart to work on a new animation, showing that she has essentially an entire animation studio in the back of the ice cream truck. At Rocco's house, there's a delivery of mops being dropped off from ImpulsoShop.com. Things you don't need delivered fast. Uh, Rocco hears Ed moan from the roof and uses a grappling hook to climb up and join him. Uh, Ed tell Rocco tells Ed that he can. How did Ed get to the top of the roof in the first place? Um, who knows? Maybe they have a roof access. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, like from the inside. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That's that's my <laughs> that's my guess. Yeah, it goes like, why did Rocco have to use a grappling hook? I like, think if unless like you know most most people get on the roof of their house with a ladder. <laughs> Rocco has grappling hooks just readily available. <laughs> So Rocco tells Ed that he can lose all of his possessions, but he can't lose his relationship with his child. Uh, They then uh, are visited by the winds of change who tell them change is key to happiness. The winds of change is interrupted by his phone ringing uh, the theme song. Mm -hmm. It's Heifer and Filbert, and they tell Rocco that Rachel finished the Fatheads episode. They're at the premiere party, and there are a lot of familiar faces there. We see the wild pig. We see Heifer's parents. We see Hutch's dad. We see Peaches, Mr. Smitty, the crazy doctor, the blind captain, a bird that looks familiar. Maybe he was a choky chicken employee that's serving sausages now. And there's a guy with a mop that looks familiar, but I'm not sure who he is. I just, he looks familiar. We also see Gordon talking to Filbert's crazy Aunt Gretchen, who appears to die after his cell phone lands in her tank. I was laughing because I... The first thing was the wild pig, and I forgot who the wild pig was until I thought to myself, I'm a wild pig. Yeah. And then I remembered. <laughs> I'm sure he has a name. No, I don't think so. I think it's just the wild pig. Ragno, Rocco, Ragno, I almost Ragno. said. Rocco kidnaps Ed and has the winds of change blow them to the premiere party on a drone. It's a really fast time to like pull over to the side of the road to animate this episode, and now there's a premiere party all of yeah. a sudden. You know what I mean? Rachel works fast. Very fast. Uh, in the premiere episode, we see that there's a new character introduced, the uh, baby fathead. Uh, Rocco is against the new character, but everyone else seems to love it. Even Bloody and Squirmy are watching. Uh, there's reference in the fatheads to a memory Rachel had with her dad that makes Ed tear up and he runs uh, up to hug Rachel. After the premiere is over, Rocco gets on top of an ice cream truck, the, the ice cream truck, and starts to yell about how the show has changed too much. Ed tells Rocco they can't live in the past, and if they don't embrace the change, they will miss out on the important stuff. Rocco gives up and says he'll embrace the change. Then the rocket flies through, runs into the conglomo building, and takes away the building along with Mr. Dupet. As the building flies through the air, all of the money earned from the new Fathead show rains upon the people of O-Town. That's the other thing that happened real quick. Rachel animated it. They got a premiere. And then there was just money trucks backing up money into the Gungamo building because they were so successful with this new show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel, Ed, and Bev take off in the ice cream truck. Filbert reveals his username is Fishsticks96 in a video he's making on his phone where he talks about wanting to meet his uh, five loyal subscribers. Uh, Hutch says he can. It's her and the kids. They're all there. It looks like the cat and steer kids are both doctors, while one of the turtles is still dressed in space clothes. Uh, the other is in a beanie, uh, baggy pants, and a peace sign necklace. In space, we see Mr. Dupet in his office at the Conglomo building just flicking boogers on the wall. The end. The end. I like this one a lot. So this is, you, do you feel like this is, uh, now after like rewatching it, do you feel like in another like year or two or something like that, you would be open to more special? Um, I mean, I would if they did an annual special, I would be fine with it. Like, I I like what they did. They'll see it as it was 2019, and it's years later now. I was thinking, like, what if they did it like every five years or something like? Right. That? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Just what to keep they would reintroducing do. us, like Rocco's a, a little bit older. We're still in the future. That yeah, have a new hijink that they're getting into, and we've watched the kids. You know, they're not in their like 
late teens or early 20s or something now that are like mm-hmm. closer to their 30s you know what i mean like yeah. we can watch like all of them kind of gradually grow up and get old it would be interesting to see what what they would do with it because um it's kind of one of those it's a it's a at, at the root of it it's a kid's cartoon right so like once they are i mean they're already pushing it because they're in their 20s yeah originally now they're in their 40s in this and so it's like how much longer do you just keep being with these characters specifically and they didn't do a great job i mean rachel uh i would imagine is probably about the same age as rocco and heifer and filbert so yeah there's not going to be a great spinoff with rachel that is more modern for kids still yeah uh because it's still just a bunch of 40 year olds right (laughs) i think of the most this even though it's a show for quote unquote kids i will say this is mostly fan service for the people that are our age that have watched this and since they were you know kids of course, at yeah. that point in time you know like and seven i don't or think the audience is big enough that's what i meant well i'm mean, there's a whole generation of us that have liked it but that's what i mean i didn't know if that would be something that'd be like every few years we try to have a coming of age thing or if static cling is like this is the swan song we're done now i think it is yeah that would be my guess that's that's only because i don't think yeah, there's a generation that grew up on it, and that's us. I guess I probably should have phrased the question differently in that sense. Like, I should have been like, do you think is the swan song, or do you think we'll have more? Instead of being like, would you want more? Because, of course, we would want we more. We want more, yeah. I yeah. No, I think this is it. This is yeah. it. Uh, I, if anything, we maybe would get another revisit on the comics if somebody decided they were going to put the money into it. Yeah. The animation's probably just too expensive, I would imagine, to keep that going. Uh yeah. And I don't, I just don't, I don't know what the performance number, obviously Netflix doesn't release performance numbers at all. Is animation of that style and traditional 2D animation for like a cartoon from the 90s, is more that more expensive, expensive than so. the like CGI or 3D animation? I at think this point? so. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise we would see a lot more like Batman animated movies that are hand drawn or yeah. yeah, 2D. Yeah. Um, that's, that's my but man. Mask of the Phantasm. So good. <laughs> it's it's rocking. <laughs> I just watched it again. Not too long ago. Um, all right. My question for you on this one. Oh, we couldn't do this one without a question. Uh, what is one thing that you could, that you would want brought back from the nineties, be it food show game, whatever you'd like, but in a reboot sequel, I mean, in the food sense, you'd kind of just want it back. Yeah. But in, in... we just got back cream savers, so I can't do that. <laughs> if, but um... in, as far as games go, it'd be like, I would imagine a game sequel that we haven't seen since the nineties or, yeah a show it would be a new season or a movie or something that's hard to say i mean what's a game sequel that i a game I, i'm trying to think of a game that i've loved that's maybe not branched into a franchise or something like exactly, that exactly yeah. what got i mean i guess i wouldn't say like link to the past because i mean there have been dozens of, of other zelda games yeah. literally a pseudo sequel with to link to the past within link between worlds yeah on 3ds so i mean I've gotten multiple sequels of that, so I mm-hmm. can't say something like that. Um, I don't know, man. That's really hard. I'll go. What do you, you got? Uh, so mine, I think, would be I would I would like to see more of. I mean, we've got the the gargoyles. You can't say the big New Yorker because they brought that back. <laughs> uh, the gargoyles uh, comics comic we have yeah. now currently, but. I still would like to see an animation of that. Like I, I would still, I would still like to see that. And, uh, and whether it was in a special kind of form like this, or if it was in an actual yeah. new season, either way, I think I'd be happy with that. It's very late nineties, early two thousands, but still from my childhood, I would love to see them even a full HD, like ground up remake or just a full on sequel. Finally to skies of Arcadia. Okay. Cause I mean, that was the, that's the only story they ever did and told of it, but that universe is so, massive and there's so many other stories that they could tell that's kind of around that stuff but they've just never never done it and they never went back to it. Hmm. the closest thing to a remaster that they ever did was whenever they put the sketch of arcadia legends on gamecube like uh two or three years later after the game initially launched but that was basically like the director's cut oh. of that same thing the graphics were a little bit cleaned up because it was coming from dreamcast to gamecube and uh they added in some more content that was basically cut from the game anyways so that the you know i mean that's 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 something that i could think of but that's that's also still in my mind it's like it's a little late yeah maybe maybe i need to think of something <laughs> further back but I don't, I don't know what it would be i'm trying to think of other 
90s shows and right. things of that nature mm-hmm. that I would want back. Gargoyles is a good pool. Yeah. I would like that too. Yeah. You can just hop on. You can hop on mine. That's fine. I would say the X-Men cartoon, but they're about to do that now. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean. Well, if you say it, then it just comes true. Like, it's just like. Yeah. So, you just, that's, you want the X-Men cartoon. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. So, therefore, you still want it to happen. Well, yeah. So. Is you, that, is that how it works? It's I just not, want, it's I, not current. It's, it's still future. I know. It could go wrong still. Don't say that. And so, yeah, see, you're worried about it. So, therefore, you could wish for it. Okay, I want there to be more of the '90s. I need to see Rogue's butt. Okay, that's Remember what, that. I know. Remember I don't. Her butt. Nope. How big it was. Uh, all right, we're gonna move on. Sugar. To <laughs> Rocco's Modern Life, Spunky's Dangerous Day, the Super Nintendo 1994 release. Uh, I have to tell you, this is because this is not the same case for you. This is the first time I've ever watched a playthrough of a video game. Yeah, ever. Cool. Might be the only time I ever watch one. It's fine. Uh, I watched the long play archive version. I don't mm-hmm. know how many there are, but is that what you watched? No. The, I may, it might have been, but I don't you know. You didn't pay attention? The, I didn't pay attention. To oh, my gosh. Um, I apologize. Did the, yours have uh, voiceover? Thank God, no. Okay. So it was just straight gameplay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that I could do that. With voiceover? Yeah. Depends on what's going on. So that's that, that's like... Uh, part of the fun and the appeal for like game grumps is because they're playing the game, but it's also almost like listening to a little mini podcast while, while they're playing a game in the background, they're talking about the game, but they're also talking about like life experiences, funny things that are going on in the game. If it's like an old cheesy chintzy game, kind of a thing or whatever, uh, you know, poking fun at like maybe glitches and shit that are going on and stuff. So there's stuff to like about it, but I mean, like I said, it's not for everybody Yeah, and doing a solo let's play is, kind of hard because i mean you, you can talk about the game all you want and everything and do voice acting for it if there's no voice acting or right. something but if there's not a ton going on it's just straight gameplay and stuff you can only talk about what's going on for so long you have to come up with some other shit to think about the way yeah. you're talking that's why i'd i rather would just listen like give me the experience of the game yeah. i don't i don't need i need somebody's opinion on it yeah who would want to listen to somebody's opinion about something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, my my first thought on this is that this game is a lot harder and smarter than I thought it would be. I don't, I mean, kind of going through uh, just a couple of things that you. The goal is that you've got to get Spunky from one end of the map to the other end, end of the map. What do you call that kind of game? Hand like 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 where you got to guide somebody. Oh, just that that's all it is. It's a guide. Just a guided game. Guided game. Don't yeah. like them. Um the you got to collect uh items throughout it. So you got to get like hearts, green slime balls. Mm. You got to get dog bones, balloons, stars. That green slime ball from 1942? Yeah, it's still it's still showing up. Relevant. Was as that ever. War bonds. Mm-hmm. Was that what it was? It was the war bonds for 42. <laughs> uh there are uh, a few times that the player actually uses a map um through this so there's like a a little map feature um that part they don't go through which i i'm sure the little book that you would have gotten with the game would have told you like hey press this button for map and use the balloon this way but uh yeah so we're just gonna go through each level a little bit of what's going on there's some some uh like a mission that they give you at the at the beginning of each so uh level one is called sand in your navel which is based on the season one, episode nine, segment two, uh, episode sand mm-hmm. in your navel. What ne- what episode of the of that was a hoot was that? Um, I couldn't tell. I'm you. just joking. Probably like four. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, at the beach, uh, Rocco throws a frisbee for Spunky that goes into the danger area, and our mission for this specifically says guide Spunky through the dangers of the beach to four golden hydrants. Use chairs, rafts, and other seaside stuff to get him there. It's some uh, some things that we hit uh, as we get to see Earl, uh, the dog, and the pelican that has the eye patch uh, as kind of our harder enemies for that. And after you get through your four golden hydrants, you spe- see Spunky eating the frisbee. And if you really need to know, level two password is blazes because I'm assuming you just unlocked levels it's like like, like Mega it, Man and and, is that and how Mega games, Man was? games of that ilk. If you well, I mean. Back in the late 80s, early 90s, 
for like Mega Man, Mega Man 2, they would have password select screens. Because then you can just go to each level. Yeah, individually. And that way it, it was mostly specifically for like people that because it, it was a game that didn't have a save feature. Okay. So if it didn't have those in the carts, they oh. would add the password select. So that way you could type in the password and pick up where you left off kind of a thing. Gotcha. So it was, but you wouldn't get the password until you beat said level yeah. to get you to that next area. That makes sense. So that way it was kind of like a check. You, right. Unless, unless you had somebody, which back at that point in time, there was no internet. Yeah. Unless you knew somebody that was like, Hey, you want to just get to the end of the game? Here's the password that yeah. got you know whatever. And then you could do something like that, but yeah. otherwise, it was just a way for you to pick up where you left off. Okay, so that's that's kind of what they did there. You're so knowledgeable. Even though at that point in time, with a Super Nintendo, there shouldn't have been any reason why they couldn't have put a little chip on there to save where you were at. But uh, but I mean, I think the the password also is just a staple of uh, of games at okay. that point too. So gotcha. You know. Uh, level two is called Trasho Madness, obviously based on season one, episode six, segment two. Uh, that was episode three for us. No, just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Spunky's mop uh, that he's in love with gets picked up from the trash and Spunky goes to retrieve it. We've seen it. We know all about it. Uh, the mission for this one is to guide Spunky through the dangers of the junkyard to four golden fire hydrants. Use conveyors, magnets and other junk to help him survive. Uh, there's a lot of golden fire hydrants throughout this game mm-hmm. you uh, pee. sometimes you gotta pee couple of observations through this is that we have the the hill o stench is the name of the garbage truck the purple slug guy and the trash rats are some of the harder enemies that he has to fight and uh this is the first time at least through this playthrough that we see rocco give spunky a balloon to eat like a fully inflated balloon <laughs> Uh, which then inflates Spunky up like a balloon, and Rocco can hit him across the level, uh, which is just a weird, uh, a weird little thing. In the end, Spunky gets his beloved mop, and we get the password for level three, which is O Town. O Town. O Dash Town. Level three. Yeah. Called ice cream. No episode. No episode. This no is episode. Just, uh, it's just ice cream. Yeah. This is a la mode. It is a la carte. I a meant. custom level. a la mode because it's ice cream. A la carte because it's by itself and it has nothing to do with the. Yeah, um, you know what I mean? I see what you did there. A la mode, a la carte. <laughs> Alone ice cream. That's what that is in French. <laughs> yep. I see. <laughs> On it. top. I see it happening. <laughs> Spunky's napping when he's awoken by an ice cream uh, truck and decides to chase after it. Uh, the mission is to guide Spunky through the dangers in the backyard to the four golden hydrants. Once again, more golden hydrants. Uh, you use sprinklers, wrenches, and other objects to clear the way. Uh, we get to go through the Big Head's house, and uh, you go into their basement. Ed and Earl are the harder enemies to fight in this level. Uh, in the next part of the level, Filbert's in the pool of the backyard, and there is an angry giraffe peeping over the fence for some reason uh through the mission uh though the mission says the dangers of backyards uh we spend just as much time in the neighbors hood houses than in basements than we do actually like in the yards itself uh they catch up with the ice cream truck with uh, a license plate that says goop and spunky licks the green crud off of the back of the bumper and the password for level four is gripes (laughs) Level four is called Unbalanced Load, uh, which is based on season one, episode 13, segment two. It's a laundry day. It's laundry day and Spunky's toy falls into the washer with the clothes. Spunky chases after it and Rocco follows, discovering that the washing machine at the laundromat is a bit bigger than it appears. The mission is to guide Spunky, duh, through the dangers of the laundry land to the four golden hydrants, duh. Use elevators, pulleys, and other devices to keep him alive, duh. <laughs> uh we get these giant anthropomorphic socks, washers, dryers, as well as robot arms trying to grab Spunky uh in the mo- more difficult areas uh as our more difficult enemies. In the end, Rocco gets Spunky back and says, "I love you, Spunky." And this is exactly what you would expect from the mid-90s Super Nintendo game based on a TV show. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Four levels, you're in, you're out. They're hard AF. And uh, they, I, I don't even know, I mean, not without the instruction booklet in front of me, I don't know how anybody would know to jump on chairs to make Spunky 
hop up onto different and, levels. And even then, majority of your instruction booklets aren't saying like, hey, jump on top of this. Right. I wouldn't think you so. You know, it might say like these jump like list of enemies and stuff like that. This this is the controls for what you're doing. Yeah. But not as unless you had a full on guide. But at that point in time, strategy guides weren't like super readily right. available. And probably not for the Rocco's Modern Life video yeah. game. There were a thing because yeah. I remember even uh one of my friends, whenever I was in like first or second grade, had a really like old, thick uh, strategy guide for Link to the Past. Okay. And uh, I remember like learning a bunch of really random, cool things in that book that I didn't even know about the game, like the anti fairies that, you know, bounce around in the levels and stuff. If you have the magic dust, you sprinkle it on them, they turn into actual fairies that you can catch and put in bottles to, you know, save you if you die, kind mm -hmm. of a thing. There's nothing that was just like, they never said that in the game. It never said it in a booklet. You yeah. just had to like, no, and it was just in this guide. And it wasn't like Prima strategy guide type thing. It was yeah. just some random fucking thing that I guess he managed to get. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, that was that. Hmm. Uh, I also had the pleasure of playing the Nicktoons All-Star Brawl DLC of Rocco Rocco Rama himself. Uh, when you play this i'm we're just gonna i'm gonna go through a couple of moves what the world looks like and that's just about it there's not a lot of discussion necessarily with this but as we're just covering all things rocco felt like we should bring this up mm -hmm. uh it says rocco and then underneath it says back to earth underneath it like this is supposed to be specifically the rocco that returns after being in space for 20 years uh which is great that we're doing this post the uh, static cling episode yeah. so that we understand all of the little things uh we get an alternate costume for rocco on here besides his uh little blue shirt with the purple square uh, triangles we also get a purple blow bowling shirt for mm -hmm. rocco which we had seen in one episode mm -hmm. yep uh we get some moves one of the moves is that he yells and his eyes pop out of his head and sometimes he yells you're fired is what it sounds like i don't know it might not be there's not subtitles on is video games a, is that like a a nod to whenever he was the bad guy from maybe kind of a lot of comics when he, was he had Mr. the Smitty. smoke on the cigar. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. <laughs> uh, he has another move where his brain just pops out of his head. Mm -hmm. um, he has one of his main moves. that's easy to use is that he points for spunky to run and attack. And so like he points and then like spunky, spunky will run up. and just like he'll, he'll hit him. Uh, he can unleash a jackhammer that will hit you. Like he doesn't ride the jackhammer, but he will, you hit buttons it, and the jack camera will start running, but it'll hit you too. So you got to watch out. Oh, uh, it'll come right back at you. It's uh, like a, like Wario's motorcycle on Smash Bros. Oh, it'll get you too. I think so. Okay. Uh, if you, I don't, I'm a, I'm a button masher, so I never know uh, how I'm actually getting anything, but sometimes you can get spunky riding a jackhammer. Oh, uh, you can also get Rocco riding the psychomatic. Uh, Rocco swinging a hammer, which is weird because there's no reason for him to have a hammer generally. Uh, but you can use that and do a lot of damage. And then you also can uh, jump with a rocket and then you splat into a pile with a little flame on top of your head, like your little mushy candle at the end of it. Um, That's odd. Yeah. It's for like enemies that are above you. Yeah. You yeah. can shoot and hit them. But then when you fall, like I don't quite get the reference to it. But mm. uh, so that, those are kind of the moves he has. Uh, I would recommend playing with them. I was able to beat quite a few enemies and i'm very low on the knowledge of this of all-star brawl generally anyways um and then the world that you have or the level that you have for rocco is his house in space with the conglomo rocket through it uh and that's where he's kind of jumping through there's little bananas that are walking around the living room uh which is a nod obviously to the episode where they get shot into space where mm -hmm. the the bananas are an alien race and um the other thing which i didn't necessarily if you were to be quizzed on the floor layout of Rocco's house you walk in and you've got the living room obviously yeah. stairs and then there's a door on either side of the stairs do you in your head does the stair he doesn't have a dining room is it just both entrances that go back to the kitchen that's what I thought but in this level the there's a bathroom on the left side Mm -hmm. and there is and then the kitchen is on the right side i don't know that we ever do we how often do we go into rocco's i thought rocco's bathroom was upstairs i thought it was too maybe he I has mean, it upstairs is definitely and downstairs yeah. but we've just never really gone into the downstairs bathroom we've definitely went left from the from the staircases before yeah 
but specifically in static cling the bathroom is also on the left side of it so it matches up with the floor layout of the house in static cling but i think that we've looked through that that doorway on the left side of the living room to see the kitchen before mm -hmm. and also on the right side uh so i agree with your layout and maybe they did remodeling while they were in space they could have i mean 20 years is a long time it though. is they could have done a little bit of yeah they were just like like we don't need another way into the kitchen let's just make the kitchen smaller anyway yeah. and then just put another bathroom well, i'd rather do this than have ever probably was just like i'd rather do this than have to go upstairs all the time right or maybe the rocket jacked up the bathroom upstairs have and they had to take my, all the... my my heifer voice sounds like rick moran's just a little bit does it uh but the maybe the bathroom is all messed up upstairs and they had to take the parts and build put the bathroom down downstairs instead yeah because a rocket is going because yeah, I was gonna say, since then we haven't seen his bathroom upstairs so we, we yeah. don't know what the condition is if it's there upstairs at all no we, we didn't go to the bedroom at all nope. either nope hmm. so that's that's the dlc for that and maybe then, he sleeps on the couch yeah <laughs> and then uh from there we just just to list a couple of other games there's actually a lot of games that rocco uh is has been featured in over the years uh if uh if we just wanted to let you know about them yeah, what, like uh, Nicktoons, Attack of the Toy Bots for the Nintendo DS. Uh, he was a playable character mm -hmm. for that. Uh, Nicktoons MLB for the Wii. <laughs> I did not know this game existed. Uh, for the Wii, the Nintendo DS, and the Xbox 360 uh, load screen. And just featured in there. He wasn't like a playable character. So he wasn't a playable anything. character. Yeah. He was just on the he load just, screen. Yeah, he was just, he was just, he was a, just art. Yeah, he was just like, point. we acknowledge that this is a character. Uh, Super Brawl Universe on mobile devices. He was a playable character. Uh, I've got Nick t Nickelodeon Pixel Town, which was a mobile uh, game that was only in Singapore, Malaysia, and the Philippines. So I don't know if that's readily available these days, but if you find yourself... Maybe you get an APK online or something. Yeah, like I was, like was going to say, or if you find yourself overseas <laughs> with a G GSM uh, or a globally unlocked phone. Yeah, that's then true. Maybe you can download it that way. Uh, and then, uh, of course, we have Nickelodeon Kart Racers 3, uh, not one or two. Uh, slime speedway for the playstation uh i'm assuming four maybe at this point in time because you, you have it's playstation xbox switch and pc so it'd probably be ps i would have guessed so yeah uh so probably ps4 xbox one switch and pc yeah uh and uh yeah and that's it and then yeah and then he also appeared in ifnz presents that was a who uh, morocco's modern life recap series that's true he did do that i guess for 34 episodes he appeared in that like yeah. every time yes consistently absolutely it's like a show that was based on him so yeah yeah that's it do you have any final thoughts anything anything more about rocco that you could you could see I mean, I I think comics is the only other thing we're gonna see Rocco in in the yeah, near I future. Yeah, I think I feel like I mean, you're this, right about that. I, this I, video game bone that they threw with this DLC, I don't know if we'll see that again anytime soon. Yeah, and I honestly don't know. I don't know that even if the comics would happen again. If it does, it might be several more years. I felt I like I kind of almost felt like Rocco's modern afterlife was the them saying like this is kind of gonna be the final hoorah yeah. for Rocco. Because we're going to put a pin in that, you know, for everything. You know yeah. what I mean? That's the afterlife kind of a thing for it. This like is it was the, dead the, and then here's the, yeah. here's the zombie. I think kinda. this is, yeah, this is the resurrection from what we can do for this character to bring it back just one last time. And um, I don't know, other than to us and others like us that are listening, who is Rocco relevant for? You know what I mean? Right. We know that it's not necessarily for a younger generation. Mm -hmm. Most of the kids nowadays might not really get into it yeah so i don't know maybe uh maybe he doesn't have a future that's yeah, dangerous Ooh. dangerous this has been an ifnz production yeah.